Super Pitfall. Join Pitfall Harry as he searches a vast subterranean cave dwelling high in the Andes. Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Sam. I'm Sean. And I'm Joe. What is up, guys? Uh, It's Friday. It is. It is, yes. Oh, yes. It's always Friday. (laughs) Friday in the uh, appropriate year of the Roman calendar. Yes. Yes. Um, That's my favorite year. Yeah. It's the day you're listening to this. Yes, exactly. And that's the best day of all. It is. We always like uh, our listeners listening on the correct day uh, that the they present. choose to listen to. <laughs> in yeah. the fr- So far, nobody has complained about listening to this in the past or the future. And so we're today we're going to talk about Super Pitfall, but I feel like we can't really talk about Super Pitfall before we talk about the non-superized version of it, you know, like the normal <laughs> They're gonna version. They're going to say Pong. Yeah, <laughs> Pong is like the normal version of all video games. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it's like, oh, can you give me the normal version of Mario Brothers? That's just Pong. Pong. Yep. So Pitfall came out on the Atari 2600. It's pretty much considered the first platformer. And also it's like an action adventure game, too. So it's got two things going for it. And I played it just before we did the podcast and everything like that. And I think it's still fun and still holds up. We don't have to go like into the history and everything like that, but can I just get some general feelings about the first entry, Pitfall? Um, so I played a little bit going into this game, and I thought it was fun. I had seen it so much in you know pop culture and stuff, and the little ah when he's swinging from the rope, it just cracked me up. Still, such a good sound too. Yeah, it still holds up. That's supposed to be his voice. It's yeah, it's like the. I didn't realize that either. It's like a music track, but now that you say, he's like ah. Yeah, I thought it was like a Tarzan. Yeah, like a Tarzan kind of deal. I never never, made that connection. I never did either until I did it because I would heard that noise before. (laughs) But once I was swinging from the rope, I was like, oh, I get it now. (laughs) Uh, I died a lot when I was playing, uh, and I wasn't very good, but it was still, I don't know, it was still charming, and and the controls were pretty tight, and you know, it's simple, but it's good. Yeah. I, I think I mistook uh, the original Pitfall with the original Prince of Persia in my headcanon um, because I was expecting like something a little bit closer to Fidelity <laughs> when I played it. Um, but no, I mean, I, I remembered that from when I was playing on really old systems in my childhood, but you know, it's been more, it's been like two decades. So, yeah. I, I've never really had any experience with this game before, but I'm glad you said that about Prince of Persia because that's the first thing that I thought of when I was playing it. Obviously, it didn't look like it, but just, yeah, you go from screen to screen, and there's like a different little obstacle that you need to take on in each screen. And I thought, I thought that was cool. I, I think I, w- I would have enjoyed it. Admittedly, I didn't get to actually play this one. I just watched a video of it, but it looked fun. Yeah, I definitely think it, I, I think it's a play it. I think everybody who <laughs> likes video games should play this game because it's simple enough that there's no entry and you can go play it on the internet. It's uh, it's available yeah. in a browser. I think you might need Java. Not sure about that. Ooh, Java. Yeah, Java's on the way out, but not the coffee. And I will kind of call my coffee Java from time to time. I, I think I get that from the road. Never met anyone. Would you say a cup of Joe? Cup of Joe? Yeah, I like cup of Joe as well. I don't know why Dunkin' Donuts has like a, a box of like Joe. A, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Like they almost have like a, a copyright on that now. Like you yeah, can't say really? it without people thinking about Dunkin'. That's my name. <laughs> Sorry. True. Welcome to the club. This is seltzer. I gotta like pour the seltzer in my eye. There's an SCP which produces a liquid. It's a coffee machine that makes a liquid version of anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them. One time, someone asked it for a cup of Joe. And the guy in the room named Joe started feeling sick because oh. it was dispensing his yeah. his innards. Yeah, that sucks. That's, was a, even that's a cool machine. SCP. I know that one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, here cool. we go. We're going to start with development. Okay. And I think that's enough about Pitfall. Now we're going to make things super. We're going to talk about. I prefer you wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Saying you don't look very amused over there on the other end of the table, Sean. But we have to talk about it. It is today. It is the game of the week. And we'll start with the development. So this game was made by Micronics and published by Activision. Activision's kind of like all over the place with us recently, but I think I'm also confusing them with Acclaim, like because they both start with A. I just they, the games blend together for me, and well, they're both just publishers. I think that the 
uh, the the true red flag here is Micronics. Okay. Because they don't ha- really have a, ser- a solid track record with us either. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't re- quite remember the the game that I'm thinking of, but it was very. But bad. the name, just the fact that the name is sticking with you, yeah. is also not a great sign yes, of exactly. like things to come. And also, Pitfall was made by a guy named David Crane, and he has nothing to do with Super Pitfall. So it's just kind of like Activision cashing in on the Pitfall name and saying, "Hey, we can do this. Let's do this." So they do. And, and what what do they really take from Pitfall? You can Falling? fall. You can yeah. jump. <laughs> uh, well, also, like, in, so in, 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 in Pitfall, you were searching for 20 treasures, and in this one, you're searching for, like, three different things. Right. So the idea of still, uh, like, searching for gotcha. treasure counts for something, even if treasure is now your niece and your, <laughs> your pet. Pet lion. Yeah, and all those other things. Also, Sean, you're thinking of both 1942 and Elevator Action. There it is. Mm, but Ghost and Goblins. So, yeah. I mean, but that, that groundwork was laid out in the arcade version, and the arcade version is better. So, yeah. I think, like, that, even those though... Those were not Micronics in the arcade. No, the arcade was Capcom. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Mm-hmm. And also, like, some other things I'm noticing now, Akari Warriors, they also did, Tiger Heli. So, things, things, things were made by Micronics around 87. They're all over the place. Let's do some first impressions for Super Pitfall. Sean? I feel like with Super Pitfall... It was like sort of stepping into somebody's like chewed up gum because it looks like it was it was good in its original form and now it's just this mass of of just like icky garbage and I I'm sort of I'm sort of coloring the rest of my reaction to this game but I I think that the the fact that it's an open world is great as far as a open world game can be at this level it's just filled with with garbage garbage enemies. Garbage uh, platforming, the jump is bad. I, I, and this is a, my first impression because this is just thrown at you in the first 20 seconds. All of these, all of these terrible uh, mechanics are just thrust upon you. And he, and he shoots a gun that doesn't hit anything. All right, Joe? Yeah, my first impression was definitely a lot about the controls kind of not, not feeling great. And also about like the lack of direction like i wasn't really sure what i'm supposed to be doing am i supposed to get that am i supposed to get the gold that like I, there's a bunch of little things that i just feel like did I, you read I, the manual I, I i read the manual the gold gives you points but i mean i just felt like after a while i was just like lost and mm-hmm. i was just you know it wasn't i don't know it, it didn't um the gameplay did not make up for the fact that i'm wandering around this world that i don't want to want like there was no fun to wandering around like if you're lost in a game like that like think of um think of metroid you can get lost in that, but you're having fun searching. And this, I was, I was not having fun off the bat. Yes. And my first impression is, is discovered right away when the first ladder in the game is actually just a spike trap with, like, a bat. <laughs> around it. Like, it's just a pit of death. Like, the ladder just ends. You can't see what's about to happen, but when you drop down from the ladder, you fall into a pit and die. And I was like... Welcome to Pitfall. Um, yeah, on the one hand, like that's well, that's pretty realistic to what would probably happen in a real cave if you followed ladders around. <laughs> but on the other hand, I don't need that in a video game, and I also wish that that information was communicated better on a screen of like being able to see what you're going to fall right. down to. This right. is going to be a huge problem throughout the rest yeah. of the game. But I just think it's so weird that in the very first thing you're introduced to is don't trust ladders. When climbing ladders is most of the game. It is yeah. good. It is good advice though for this game. Yeah. I, I get the feeling that they were trying to do the 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 tutorial like Mario does in the first few seconds of where it's like oh this is what this is what you need to do. But instead, it kind of just comes off as like this uh-huh. game's gonna suck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, don't try anything. Yeah. Don't try anything. Yeah, like, funny. Comes off as like yeah, yeah like not, not, you can't trust what you're seeing, and like it's not there's not really gonna be a clue to what you're supposed to like. You really what can't you can climb down what you can't. You can't trust what you see. You can't trust what you do. Right. You know, it's you can't really trust <laughs> yeah. this game. And that goes straight through to the end of the game. That yeah. You can't trust what's happening because like I, we'll get into that later. I'm sure. But Sam. Um. All right. So I, as I do, I like to read the manual first. Um. So while I was looking up the manual, this is bef- like f- before first impressions. These are, these are like pre-impressions. Um, I looked up Super Pitfall, um, and the first thing, one of the first things that comes up is map or like route. And so I'm thinking, okay, cool. This is this is interesting that there's you know a specific way you have to go through. So before I even read the manual, I knew that it was some kind of open world ish kind of game. And then I read the beginning of the manual. 
which said that there are over 270 different screens in this game, and that's when the red flags started to come up. <laughs> because there, with a game with that many screens, they can't all be good. You know, it's <laughs> it's got to be just a bunch of useless stuff. Uh, and then my suspicions were pretty much confirmed when I got in. But I think the most jarring thing off the bat is that I don't know, 15 second song that repeats that not the best song either. Like not, 15 second songs can be okay certain yeah. times, not when they're not clutch. Um <laughs> besides that, there one positive thing that I liked was that depending on how quickly you press the A button, uh your character jumps different heights, which I thought was, you know, they did it in you know, Super Mario Brothers, but for a game that looked and felt this bad i thought that that was a kind of a cool thing right off the bat that you can kind of do little jumps if you want to not hit your head on something sure yeah. but whoever programmed this game did not think it through because the, the i think the controls are some of the poorest that we've played oh, it's other real than wrestling bad. games it's real bad that's the yeah. one silver lining is like oh i can control my jump height right that and, was it and so since you mentioned the manual we might as well go into a little Tales from the Manual section, because I have two uh, points of information that I'd like to talk about. The first has nothing to do with the manual, so I really got to think of a better name for this Tales from the Manual section. <laughs> it Tales from the do... Marketing. Yeah, <laughs> Tales from Marketing. Well, Super Pitfall is actually a loose remake of Pitfall 2 Lost Caverns. And from what I can tell, it must have been a very loose remake. Maybe like only the plot was carried over, because Pitfall 2 The Lost Caverns seems like a decently playable game that... Pitfall fans probably liked. It was sort of like Pitfall in some way? In some ways, but also like the idea that you're exploring caves and stuff this time instead of like a jungle. Okay. Pitfall 1 is all like in a jungle. Yeah. And then in the manual for Super Pitfall, there's a tips and tricks section, you know, towards like the end of it. And it tells you like a bunch of things that, of pieces of advice that you might need to, to play the game and to get through the game properly. And we've seen this before in other manuals. Sometimes it gives you like a like a riddle or like a vague hint, or there's that other one about the Medusa in Star Force that was like, it's worth a million points. Can you find it? Well, in Super Pitfall, the manual just tells you that the best way to get through the cave is to explore it. <laughs> That's not even like that would make sense if it was in the objective or in like the beginning of the manual, but in the tips and tricks section, it's the only thing you didn't, can do. Didn't we just have another game like that that where it's 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 the directions on how to play were just like beat the game. No, it was it was it was over. Uh, it was just over description of like pressing a button will do what the a button does. <laughs> right, right? Right, where, right. Whereas, yeah, if to get the best way to get to explore the cave is to explore it. And it's like thanks. Yeah, <laughs> we, I, and then they do it again. There's only but there's only one way to play the game. Right, like you would have to explore the yeah. cave. It's literally right. the only. It's no one ever got confused about that. No one started the game, dropped in the game, and said I shouldn't be here. And, like, put down the console and control it. But then right after that, they have tried to discover the shortest route. You may just uncover an unexpected shortcut in the process. So, by searching for the shortest route, you, you may find the shortest yeah. route. <laughs> or it's an true. even shorter route than you were expecting. <laughs> yeah. Right. I was always expecting very long routes because, you know, and we'll get into this in the gameplay section, but navigating your way through this cave is kind of like, if you fall deep enough into the cave, you're kind of stuck there for a while. Like, yeah. you, you know, you're not yeah. about to just be like, oh, it'll just be like the second, you know, a couple yeah. seconds before I'm back up at the top. Yeah. Now you're, you're down yeah. there. Yeah. If you fall off of like one le one level, but there just happens to be the right kind of, uh, or the wrong kind of area below you, you'll just fall for like 40 minutes. <laughs> you'll fall for 40 minutes and then there's nothing you can do about it. You're passing things that it looks like you can land on. You can't. <laughs> You can't, you can't. You can't move your player, correct? Like right. yeah. you have a While certain amount falling, of, of jump control, but that's only once you've hit the, the top of your arc. Right. right. Not once you yeah. like, fall. No. Yeah. But once you're falling, yeah. you yeah. can't once like will yourself yeah. a certain way. Like in Super Mario Brothers, when you fall from any height, you can still control mm -hmm. Mario's momentum. Not so in Super Pitfall. You are locked to a free fall straight <laughs> down. Like put the controller down. Have a bathroom break. <laughs> you're gonna be falling for a while. So real fast, I'll do the objective here. In Super Pitfall, you have to locate a diamond, your niece, and your pet Quickclaw, who is a lion, as Sam mentioned earlier. And you do this through a uh, vast set of cave, of one cave, I was going to say caves. Vast set of cave. Vast, vast set of cave. Honestly, you know, with the way these translations work out sometimes, that might have been in the game. Yeah. Uh, you're given no map, 
you must explore the cave and there's zero guidance to find any of those things. So if you want to find the diamond, the knees, your pet quick claw, the manual wasn't telling you anything, but the game isn't also telling you anything either. There's no character in the game who says like, hey, I think your niece is this way or like a sign with your niece or something like that. Like anything that would help you. You just have to kind of explore the cave and figure out where those things are. You're limited to jumping, climbing ladders and shooting a gun. One hit and you're dead. Similar games we've played are Spelunker and Metroid. I think that's uh, my objective setup. So now that everybody understands the game that we're talking about, I'm sure they're picturing it vividly in our in their heads. We can talk gameplay. Who wants to start? I'll, I'll start real quick. Um, while you may be vividly imagining what the game is like, it's very much not that. <laughs> because if you were thinking, like, okay, you go around, you search for keys... Uh, and then they'll unlock doors. Like, yeah, there are keys and there are doors, but you can't see the keys, and you really can't see the doors. And you also don't really see much of anything because the, everything that you're trying to find is does not have a sprite until you jump and get it. Like, you won't even get it just walking around. The, they're hidden so poorly. Like, it's not even a fun experience, I think. It, it, I feel like maybe some people did, but... It's not because here's why also, like, so you said with a- enemies just kind of pop in, right? Like yeah. all of a sudden a frog is like mid-jump, even though you didn't <laughs> see him a second ago. Mm. And then you just take one step back and he despawns, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. oh, great, great job, programmers. Like, I'll just glitch my way through the cave that I'm clearly hallucinating. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that got me the most, I think, were, was the uh, the waterfalls. Because the waterfalls are really glitchy on their own, and the I don't know if it was if, if this happened with you guys. But I know exactly the, what but you're the sprites say. were like jumping back yeah. and forth, and I couldn't time my way through because the sprites kept jumping, and I yeah. didn't know where the box, like the hitbox so you were. You have to time your way through, and then also it glitches in a way that you absolutely cannot. Yeah, yes. <laughs> there, there's a certain part where I think like you're walking over a log and two waterfall sprites yeah. just like perfectly sync up over and over and over again on loop so that you can't get through anything. And so in that situation, you have to kind of like leave that area and come back and hope that the waterfall like resets <laughs> like itself properly. Itself. Yeah. 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 And so like good job there too. I think we could talk a lot about like the glitches and errors of this game though because even just even when it's performing, even when it's acting as it should, it performs terribly. Right. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing about this game's controls are satisfying because even shooting your gun, right? Like, you would expect, like, okay, I shoot the gun, the bullet comes out, there's the spider, and then it just goes right past the spider. It's like, what? Yeah. yeah. And, and then I realized, oh, no, that's just something that can never be killed. Yeah, you can yeah. kill supposed spiders. to, I don't know if it works on spiders or not, but you're supposed to, like, there's little dips that have, like, a small ladder or a small area you can, like, go in. If you go in there, jump up a little bit and shoot, the bullet will be at the right level to hit those lower things. <laughs> you like, might, those yeah, situations are so rare. Yeah. at that point, you're better off just jumping yeah, over there. Yeah, really. They're also harmless. A, like, it's weird, because you can crouch. And yeah, I thought maybe you, that's why you, that's how that, you would do that. What does that do? It doesn't do anything, because you your hitbox, even when you're standing, doesn't affect yeah, yeah. your head. Yeah, Yes. Well, I guess there's, like, the bats that, like, fly in that little swoopy The, the hitbox is the same. Yeah? The yeah. hitbox is the same. Those bats really um, angered me. So, <laughs> I think, like, one thing, though, is, like, we're talking about frogs, we're talking about spiders, we're talking about <laughs> bats. The cave's got a variety of enemies. The problem is that there's no way to handle these enemies. Yeah. The only thing you can do is shoot a frog in the face. If it's like, a yeah. jump. <laughs> oh, and the scorpions, too. Those things got me. Yeah, and they, and they charge at they you, run, too. They run at you. Yeah, so they give you like a nice variety of enemies, but the problem is is that the way that the game controls itself, you can't really handle any of these enemies properly. Uh, maybe if they were if it were less crowded, cuz it's a very crowded cave and I sometimes will just have to avoid uh just going anywhere where there's any kind of uh resistance because I just die so die so often mm-hmm. and you only get three tries. So you don't really want to risk it. Like it, the design of the game actually uh, punishes you for exploring in some ways. Yeah. Well, I think the biggest thing that punishes you for exploring at all, and you know, to Pitfall's like you know credit, this is one of the things that the original game had going for it was like the traps and the you know like avoid the alligators when their mouths are open or you know like don't fall into the the pits. You know, like that makes sense. But it telegraphs that stuff to you. Right. It telegraphs that stuff to you. In this game, it's filled with different kinds of traps, 
but none of them you're prepared for because they're a screen over that you fall into, or they're as you're coming up to them, like a new the enemy is there. Will just spontaneously fall with no one, like when you're white and you're under it. Yeah, all of a sudden a uh, you know there's a part where the top of the ceiling of the cave kind of collapses onto mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. and like cool idea, you know. I think like also that would kill anybody and should realistically block the path back the other way. Right. But if you want to do it in the game, I'm fine with that. But also, it's just it was never communicated to that point, so you're absolutely gonna die right. the first mm-hmm. time it happens. And is it only the one spot? I feel like maybe I, I think just more than one. I feel like it just happens at some spots, and there's no way of knowing yeah. when it's gonna happen. I it's think not really a yeah. puzzle. It's just you're gonna die. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I don't think they're random, but I definitely think it yeah. happens like in multiple yeah. places throughout right. the game. I think the game exposes you to a lot early on in terms of exploration. Like you can go a bunch of different ways and experience a bunch of different things but after a while you've kind of seen the cave yeah. and now you're just kind of like where is any of the things i need to find <laughs> right like did how did people do on finding the diamond the niece or the pet i found the diamond that's it i didn't find anything i didn't find anything um also i just wanted to note that in the manual even when you find ronda it says that she's been turned to stone and so that you have to find a flask of medicine also. So that's not even... Yeah, but that's like, yeah, that's like the, the twist early on. Yeah, but yeah. it tells you that first thing in the manual also. Right, but so I guess like, like, you know, it's the yeah. it's the prologue of the game. Not yeah, that anybody yeah. would stick around for longer than the prologue. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend it. So we have, we have issues with the jump. We have issues with the gun. There's a lot of enemies, but they're too small to even hit with your gun. We didn't even talk about the limited ammunition. So in your gun, you get, I think, 12 bullets? 20. 20? Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> That's how I, when I ran out of bullets, I was like, all right, I just won't shoot anymore. It hasn't done anything for yeah, me. They, yeah. they, tried, yeah, they tried to make it like a use them carefully because yeah. these are precious and you're going to need them. And it's like, I don't think I really need them. Like, I'll just, honestly, I'll just, with the frogs, I'll just go the other way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, honestly, in this cave, I'm thinking about how do I get back up to where I came from and just leave? Yeah. yeah. And it's not like the bullets work. Also, I feel like the hitboxes were so bad yeah. on the enemies that I would have to shoot the bat three times before it would even get hit. Yeah, and then you're down to 17, and good luck finding more ammo. There is more ammo, yeah. but... It's hidden the same way that the keys are hidden, where you don't really see it until you jump up and accidentally touch it. Right. And that's even how the secret warps are dealt with in yeah. this game. Mm-hmm. D- uh, did we mention there's secret warps? Yeah, there's secret yeah. warps to better manage your trip. Secret? <laughs> is that what they say in the manual? I don't know. I'm just... Okay. Secret warps in this game work a little differently, though, because sometimes the secret warps are, like, required to get back to other parts of the cave that you maybe fell from or that you want to get back to. That doesn't seem like that should be the case. It should be that any way to get to this cave should be completely explorable. There should never be, like, a drop-off point unless it was going to act like a Metroidvania where it's like, once you drop off, you can only get back to the top with the new item. Yeah. You know? That that, that level of, of design understanding is beyond the de- like the developer of this game. Yes. Um, one of the warps is actually an enemy that you have to get hit by. And, and what's the problem with that, Sean? <laughs> the problem with that is that you have been trained from the beginning of this game to either avoid or destroy enemies. I mean, but- it would take you forever to figure that to figure that out, even by accident, or like if you're intentionally doing it, you still don't know which enemy or, or yeah. anything. Surely or- the bird is colored differently or <laughs> looks different. The bird looks exactly like the other birds that can kill you, Mike. No way. <laughs> it is true, uh, and I only found this out by watching a video thing uh, later on. I can't believe that. That is the kind of stuff that when when people say Nintendo hard, that's what I really think about. But no, I also Nintendo game is designed that way. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. I know. But I'm saying like that's the kind of bullshit I expect from yeah. these kinds of games. But this is the first like example I can think of where a game has like mandatory parts of it. Like like you sometimes you will need to use that secret warp if you forgot something earlier on to get back to that area, and it's like. How would that be communicated to anybody? Were they trying to sell a guidebook later on? I don't know. That has to be something along those lines, because I know that they did exist. Like, there were strategy guides. It's not even, it's not even clever. The, no. the, nowhere, you know, secret warps existing in an otherwise totally realistic world yeah. is, is, you know, mind-boggling enough. But then to think, like, oh, and one of those secret worlds would just be a bird that you jump into. It would be fun if that were, like, an Easter egg 
Or maybe there was... Takes you to a treasure room. Yeah, something sure. like that. But if it's actually necessary, then no. <laughs> no. That was There was a thing in the Goonies, too, that had that same thing, right? It was hit the woman five times. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. you get an edit required item. I don't know if it was a woman, but I think it was. I think it was like an old It was an old lady. Yeah, an old lady, and you got to hit her five times. All right, whatever. <laughs> and... Uh, so, you know, we touched lightly on the exploration thing, I think, for the most part. I feel good about that. But can we talk about how there are no cave exploration items to be found in this game? I felt like a flashlight would have been nice, maybe some hiking gear, a, like, you know, a hook shot. I would Where like, were these okay, things? Okay, so, all right. Do you, Mike, you you know the, uh, the, the trademark swinging ropes, right? Yes. So those are from Pitfall. They're also in Pitfall 2. Super Pitfall, I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this is a loose yeah. adaptation <laughs> of Pitfall 2. Did you notice that they made that they were sort of like phasing in and out of existence? Everything in this game, yeah. at yeah. one point or another, will phase in and out. So, but no, I didn't notice yeah. this specific instance. I think that this they've pushed the engine. I mean, I know it, I don't even know if it's an engine <laughs> that they built this game in, but they've they've pushed the the software so hard just to get the ropes to exist in some dimension that I don't think that there would be any processing power left to create, like, a hook shot. (laughs) Let alone an inventory system, too. You know? Like, I don't think so. Yeah. But it's something that I would have liked. And then, what happens when you beat the game? Joe. (laughs) Well, uh, let me break it to you here. I didn't beat the game. Okay, that's fair. Um, Do you know? I did watch the playthrough, and I saw that at the end you get to, um, you get to, what, your niece that you're trying to rescue? Mm -hmm. You get her. And then that's you're still playing the game. Yes. So you don't know, right? You you have to go back somewhere. But like, it didn't seem clearly indicated even once you got there why you've now why it's over. I would imagine that you have to get out first. I don't know the exact clear conditions. I just know that when you clear, and we we can find out the clear conditions in a minute. But once you clear the game, all you get is just offer to play in another world. Oh yeah, that's that's (laughs) the actual ending. Yeah, and it's just. This new world is just but it's another same, same another layout, game right? of Super Pitfall, but all of the items are switched to different locations. Which are already hidden. So. No, yeah, like, no thanks. It was hard <laughs> yeah. enough finding them the first time without any indication of anything. <laughs> this is the equivalent of, like, solving a puzzle, you know, like an actual jigsaw puzzle. And then after you solve it, they give you the option to solve the same puzzle. Like, you'll complete the same picture, but they change the shape of the <laughs> jigsaws inside, you know? That's not helpful. Right. That's not interesting. It's also not another w- realm or another dimension or whatever they they said. Right. It's just that's just things moved things in different places. Let let me give you uh, the description of like how I watched the game end. A lot of the things that I've learned about this game, I lo- I watched by uh, I learned by watching an AGDQ run. Uh, it took what is AGDQ? Awesome games done quick. A little speed running marathon that's done uh, two times a year. Yeah, he got awesome, and then he got summer games done quick. Very good. Um, I don't know which one this was. I think it was awesome, but it did it in seven minutes. And the uh, the way he beat the game was he got his niece, and then he just died three times and ran out of his lives. And then he got to the title screen and waited for like the demo to run. And that pretty much works the same as whatever the other endgame like, flag is supposed to be because the game is programmed so poorly that it thinks that the first frame of the demo, of the like attract mode, is you completing the game. And that's how the game ends, <laughs> to me. I'm trying least. to even figure out how that... How those are like accidentally connected. Like, uh, it's, it's just poor like script programming. <laughs> and so I'm watching it now, and... It's, it's kind of incredible. You do have to leave the cave. You find out that you've been in Egypt this whole time because every <laughs> game takes place in Egypt at one point or another. another one stage is going to casually reveal to you that there's pyramids in it. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you see the pyramids, and then the game just all of a sudden just starts like fluttering yeah. between like like a black strobe and the actual gameplay, and then it just comes up and says, please try another world. It wow. sounds like you've got the wrong number. Yeah, yeah. Like, right, like right. you've been playing the wrong game, and they tell you once you've finished it. Like, that oh, was, wait, this wasn't the game. That was somebody else's niece. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go back and find your niece. You don't recognize your own niece? 
That was also um, like a gumshoe problem, right? Where like, <laughs> Later yeah. that same day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that same day she's kidnapped. <laughs> that was a good game. Not. <laughs> Not. <laughs> fix this mess okay. would you guys uh, join me in fixing this mess let's let's think about what we would want in this game to make super pitfall a game that you would actually play because i think this is a game that is so bad in terms of how it actually controls and in terms of like what they what they chose to include that if we think about what is possible in the realm of the nes i think i can do this i, I thought this one through and so here's what i have okay no traps that you can't see on screen beforehand. Mm-hmm. So there's like a a warning or a cue that something's going to fall apart or that... The, a rumble. Yeah, a rumble or something or that like a ladder leads to like a pit, you know, so you can at least go down there and then be like, I don't really want to fall into that and climb back up. Things that don't necessarily like auto kill you for a mistake that you wouldn't have made had you have known more information. Because if you think about it, if you're exploring a cave... There's nothing stopping a guy on a ladder from looking down and saying, mm, that's a pit, and then going back <laughs> up. Because we, the player, can't see that. I don't think it's fair that our character dies. Next, I don't think there should be a giant map, but I think that there should have been maps found throughout the game that lead you to the next area you need to go to. So this mm-hmm. way there's a clear sense of direction that, you know, okay, cool, I've completed, you know, like the upper right portion of the screen and now i need to move down you know like just kind of like here's where you've been here's where you need to go next something like that i would have also liked an above ground area that you need to deliver things found in the cave so obviously there would be more here than just your niece the diamond and you want to introduce the, more backtracking and the pet but yeah would have, well here's the reason why it would have made me become more familiar with the layout of the cave rather than thinking like that the cave is just, I, I don't know where I am compared to where I'm going. You'd have to learn the routes between, like, if there's something in the top right of the of the game, you'd have to figure out, okay, now how do I get back to the main starting point to deliver and drop off these things? I'm not saying there would be, like, a marketplace where you actually, like, barter yeah. and sell things, but just a, a, almost like... A home a, base. You know yeah, a home base. You know what's funny? This, what you're describing sounds so much like SteamWorld Dig. Yeah, this is SteamWorld Dig right now. <laughs> have, you played, funny. have you played that game? I've played SteamWorld Dig, yes. Yeah, but they, they have marketplaces. <laughs> That's fine. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, no marketplace. Just, yeah. like, I'm thinking more like the Game & Watch octopus game. <laughs> yeah. Where, like, Mario goes down and he can loot the treasure... It's not Mario, it's Game & Watch in that one, but I'm thinking of the Game & Watch gallery for Game Boy. But you loot the treasure for as much as you'd like, but then your character gets heavier and slower yeah. as you come back up. Mm. And then you just drop off all the coins that you've collected. Otherwise, if you get caught by the octopus, it's you lose everything. So what, what are your other... Do you have any more like big points? The other, the other thing I was thinking was more booby traps, not cheap deaths. Think more like Indiana Jones-style yeah. booby traps in the cave. They can shamelessly take like a rolling rock. I, I would have, I would have liked that. That, that mm-hmm. exists in sort of a uh, the the Moai yes. head. Yes, yeah, uh, we didn't game. talk about the Moai. <laughs> we didn't talk about the Moai head. Every game should have a Moai head. Like I didn't want to talk about the Moai. Head. <laughs> scared I'm you? Scared of the Moai yeah. head now. Well, this one is rather like large and imposing, imposing compared <laughs> to the other Moai heads we faced. Uh, but other than the Moai head, they also have uh, you know. The uh, stereotypical action movie Vice Room, where things just sort of try and crush you. Yes, and which is also in, like, Castlevania. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, they do exist. They're just not very well executed. Um, which is, yeah, just down to, again, the poor programming of everything in the game. I do think, though, that with your changes, you would also have to change uh, several different core concepts that govern a lot of these early NES games, like the idea of one-hit deaths and uh, limited lives. Because if you're going to be doing... Like the, the I feel like the mode of exploration that the designers, in quotes, of this game uh, were 
expecting you to do was you learn the beginning by dying over and over and you have to go through it over and over. When you introduce, well, you have to go back anyway uh, to deliver your goods. I think that if you have both uh, the limited amount of lives and the, I guess, like restart, uh, the amount of times that you have to restart and start from the beginning anyway, I think that adding more backtracking will be annoying. Mm -hmm. But if you have like maybe a health bar and unlimited continues, then maybe, yeah, that would work. Uh, to be fair, I, I completely stand by that every NES game should lose lives and not and have a health bar instead of a one-hit death. However, in this game, I'm cool with a one-hit death because like you're just some random dude just down in a cave. Scorpion stings you. You're dead. Is there still a gun? There's still a gun, yes, okay. and it works. It kills all enemies in my version of the game. I think that there's a precedent for a health bar, though, because in the very first uh, Pitfall, that's how it's not a health bar, but it's like a health number. Yeah, yeah, you um, get, like, three, I think. Three? Uh, Before three. you're, like... They're basically lives. Right, but when you, like, hit the oh, ground yeah, too hard, right. your number goes down yeah, as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't, um, I didn't even connect that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I didn't really know what it did. I thought it was just my score. Oh, I assume that was health. Maybe I was wrong. Yeah. But, um, I don't know, I think a health bar... I agree. Yeah. That's what I gotta say. <laughs> I agree. I, yeah, no, I would like a health bar in every NES game, and as you guys know, sometimes I try to, like, track down ROM hacks that have <laughs> fixed this in games. And, lo and behold, there is a Super Pitfall ROM hack that goes above and beyond any ROM hack I've seen for an NES game so far. Is this the one that was just released? This It was released pretty recently. Uh, let me check the date for you on it. It's also like a remastered version, No, this version, is right? October fi- uh, September 5th, 2016. Okay. But this is the remastered version. It does work on a regular NES. If you have like a, um, like a flash cartridge that can work on a regular NES and you plug with this ROM hack in, it will play properly on original hardware. The crazy thing is it redesigns... Almost everything about this game. It's called Super Pitfall 30th Anniversary Edition. This is one. And it's by, uh, it's a hack by NES Rocks. Uh, I thought he would be known for more because this, this is such an amazing ROM hack, but he's just known as the Super Pitfall guy. It looks guy. pretty great, too. I played it, yeah. and it is fantastic. It's got completely new graphics, a new soundtrack, a new menu that's more colorful and plays like, you know, like looks more like Pitfall and shows the pyramids right off the bat. So there's no like <laughs> confusion about that. When they say that there's improved performance, they mean it because even the jump is fixed and you can move while you're falling down wow. mid momentum. That's uh, cute. The only thing that was kind of weird with Super Pitfall was that the gun, even though it still exists and stuff like that, it doesn't always seem to trigger when you want it to. So that was maybe just like... like a, that's just keeping with the Super Pitfall heritage, though. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> but uh, there's no more hidden items. Warps are now doors instead of just, like, things you run into. <laughs> uh, there's a new HUD inside the game that explains more things to you. Uh, there are little, like, level design adjustments to make sure that the very first ladder doesn't lead to a pit of death. <laughs> like, that's nice. And, if you can believe it, it's also... Uh, it's... It's available in English and Portuguese. So huh. it's not even just a I, one... I've always been looking for that, that Portuguese experience. Right, right. <laughs> and um, the last thing, a seamless, fully automatic save feature. <laughs> you just hold reset while shutting down, and uh, it will avoid save file corruption. That's fun. Hmm. Wow. Good job, Crazy ass rocks. Crazy. I love it. I, I also hope, because I, I need to go back to more bugs... Um, yeah, that they fixed this particular issue. That they, I think there's, I think they found a bug, decided they didn't want to fix it, and then just made it canon. But there is like you notice that you'll just fall off ladders, right? Yeah, I'm, I've noticed. I don't think that that was designed. I think that that was a problem that they did not fix. But it is in the manual. So it maybe is in the manual. Right? We were like, let's just let's just make it <laughs> exactly. look like we planned. So it. they have to fix that. But also if. If there are, this is another thing that I learned from the speedrun. If you are in a screen where there are any moving, uh, any moving sprites at all, whether it's uh, an enemy or a moving platform or something in the background, you can just phase through walls if you walk in that direction for long enough. And it's just all these bugs means that this game wasn't even 
play tested, I feel like. But Super Pitfall 30th Anniversary Edition proves <laughs> that this is all possible. Like, yeah. remember when you were talking earlier about the, I didn't want to spoil it, but when you were talking about the ropes yeah. and how they were kind of like glitching in and out, that's just like, that's just because they didn't know how to code this game properly. Exactly, and it, yeah. you know, granted, this is in 2016 where we know a lot more about programming, mm-hmm. but one guy was able to completely fix this game and make it into <laughs> something that's at least for Pitfall fans, something more faithful. Right. I'm not saying that like anybody who likes NES games should try right. this, but I definitely think like this is more true to the Pitfall franchise than Super Pitfall ever was. Yeah, and it's not like by 1987 there hadn't been other games that were like at least as big as Pitfall that did better. Yeah, so it's not like you know it's not like yeah. they're like ah we got to give them a break because they you know no one knew how to do this yet. Like, was... oh yeah, no, I didn't give them a break of any kind. I just imagined that. When I, when I said engine, I thought I I meant sort of like a, this is beyond their capability. Oh, capabilities, <laughs> yes, completely. And while we're on the subject of the ROM hacks, I just also wanted to talk about, because we didn't talk about this in the Goonies 2 episode, but NES Rocks, that same guy, also made a Goonies 2 wow. redesign, which... Cleaning up the entire... Yeah. The entire uh, that, all that the bad one, ones. Yeah, that one I'd be pretty interested to play because I liked Goonies too. Yeah. already. I mean, it had a lot of problems, but so I'll, I'll just tell you a few things. Uh, the text is now faster. Pressing the select button toggles between hyper and jump shoes. If you have any of those, this is Goonies too. Yeah, Goonies too. Uh, the start button goes to the map screen, and pausing has been removed because obviously, like, you're paused the on the map screen anyway. There's a better password screen with more information on controls and also way more intuitive controls. There's a new map screen showing the location of some important items right off the bat. So this way you don't have to just look around for things. I don't, you know, some people say it's not necessary, but I think in today's day and age it's important to have like <laughs> something to start from, not to just start from right. the bare minimum. And uh, you only need to hit the lady once instead of five times. <laughs> so that's a big improvement. It's much nicer. Yeah. It's still not great, but it's a little nicer than five times. A review in Computer Gaming World. This is in 1987. Hated uh, Super Pitfall and said that it was a Super Mario Brothers rehash that most NES users will be able to play in their sleep. Certainly, there is nothing in the game itself to keep them awake. I could agree with the second sentence. Yeah. I have no idea how this is like Super Mario Brothers. I am jump. jump. <laughs> It's the and he looks Jump. like Super Mario. And this I guess is a like lazy review. The yeah. the color scheme kind of looks like the bricks. You know? Yeah, the bricks. I guess. Yeah, like I mean also yeah. like and the, Pitfall Harry kind of looks yeah. like Mario and Wrecking Crew. You know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of a uh, Blue Luigi. Like Blue the, Luigi, the alternate costume in Smash <laughs> yeah. Bros. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, like, I'm, oh, okay. I'm still wondering though why they thought this game was so easy. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was confused too. People could play it in their sleep. I mean, I I, I think it's difficult. I think it will put you to sleep. Yeah, I don't right. think it. Yeah, I don't think I, this is a game people today. We've had the same say. sort of questioning the reviewer of the past, where they think something is so easy and it's actually very hard. But maybe that's just our modern sensibilities getting in the way. Yeah, I, maybe. I, I mean, it's, maybe it's not that it's particularly difficult to like avoid enemies, but it's just difficult to get your objectives done and yeah, play this game exactly. in general. Yeah, I mean it's not. It's also not that easy to. It's not like crazy easy to avoid enemies either. So yeah. So this is where Pitfall ends on the NES. We will not be playing another one. No. But I, I, I just wanted to talk about the sequels and spinoffs section for uh, Super Pitfall and Pitfall in general. A sequel titled Super Pitfall Two was planned, but then was canceled a short time later. <laughs> I think it was probably because of sales. Yeah, it was going to be local. It was going to be a localized version of Sunsoft's Famicom title, Atlantis Nonazo. But I don't think I don't think that would help. Like <laughs> just just stealing another game and and then saying it's Super Pitfall Two. But if anything, it would confuse fans of Super Pitfall, of which there were none. <laughs> <laughs> then we get Pitfall: The Mayan Adventure on Super Nintendo in 1994, and people that. Like this game though, right? People like this game, and it also plays a lot more like Prince of Persia. Okay. So I think that's why at this time Prince of Persia is now a big deal. Prince of Persia came to Super Nintendo as well, as it got ported to everything. Yeah. So I think now that was more like, oh, Prince of Persia, Pitfall, they go hand in hand. Let's make a super. Let's make a Pitfall that's more like Prince of Persia. 
Then you get Pitfall 3D Beyond the Jungle for PlayStation and emphasis on 3D here. Please tell me it's like Tomb Raider. It's uh, you know I should I should tell you what it's like, but I, I wanted to say emphasis on 3D here because it's also on the Game Boy Color. Oh, <laughs> okay, and I, I'm confused. Uh, I don't really know what that means. <laughs> yeah. So just like in Pitfall: The Mayan Adventure and the original Pitfall for the Atari 2600, um, the Mayan Adventure is a game set. Oh no, it says just as in its. I don't know what this is trying to tell me right now, but it's trying to tell me that. The original Pitfall for the Atari 2600 is available as an Easter egg for Pitfall the Mayan Adventure. Why that would be the first thing mentioned in the <laughs> gameplay section of anybody's notes? Just the Wikipedia. Goes be- yeah, the, the official <laughs> Wikipedia article lists what's included as an Easter egg before it ever talks about what the game is about. It must not be that good then. The Mayan Adventure is a game set in a 3D environment which allows the player character to move in any direction. Wow, nobody played this game. <laughs> the player character also has a much wider range of attacks, some of which must be acquired through item pickups. Finally, wow. item pickups are a thing. Is there uh, is there cover-based shooting? <laughs> there is not. That was that was like invented in like Gears of War, right? Like, no. There's cover-based shooting in this game. You, you jump into those pits and you, and jump you, up oh, and you, you shoot, shoot the spiders. Right. Yeah. First first instance of cover-based shooting. I wish we could Super capture. Pitfall. I wish we could capture how annoyed Sean yeah. looked. Yeah. He actually looked like alarmed. He was like looking around, like uh, I like just confused. I just, no, I just know that you know cover-based shooting was not invented by the Gears of War people. I just know that. Oh, you were annoyed at that. Yeah, I thought you were annoyed at the no. The real people who invented but it. But since I can't give you much about the gameplay, I will tell you that the plot to Pitfall 3D is that Pitfall Harry Jr. meets ah. a girl named Myra who enlists his aid in freeing her people from the <laughs> Scourge. In the <laughs> Scourge? Who is who sounds like a, you know a tribe maybe or like an alien no, entity? Yeah, maybe a it refers yeah. to just one evil woman bent on controlling oh. the world. Oh, okay. So it's a little bit of like a step up in the stakes. Yeah. It, and I'm getting it, it's uh it's set in a magical parallel universe where there are no um no, this is all garbage. They were like, if you think about Crash Bandicoot, this is like so <laughs> what? This, this is just a, a myriad I mean, just of like thoughts. a fan like, just yeah. wrote this. Like, right. so. <laughs> Somebody just went on like a rant one night and said, Well, if you think about Crash Bandicoot, this is <laughs> This is way less linear. It wasn't even meant as like Wikipedia. as the Pitfall uh, Wikipedia page. They just wrote something and like maybe I could tie this in and include it in the Pitfall Wikipedia page. So, and the last game we get is Pitfall: The Lost Expedition. It's for the sixth generation consoles. It's GameCube, PS2, and Xbox. I don't want to even look at the, what the gameplay is for this kind of game, but I imagine that like my opinion is that. GameCube and PS2 and that stuff is where things kind of got okay, but I'm kind of done with that <laughs> gen of thing. Fifth and sixth generation games, to me at this point in my life, are unplayable. Uh, I disagree, but we can get into that at some other time. Great. I think we <laughs> should. Maybe offline. Maybe I'll talk to you offline. IRL? IRL. If we're still friends. <laughs> That's all I have for Pitfall sequels. That's all I have for Pitfall development. I think it is now time for the Essential Games List. Sam, I am dying to know how you're going to vote for this game. So can we just get on with it and give me your vote? This game sucks. <laughs> but is it essential? Uh, but is it essential? Yeah, nobody's, nobody's ever done this, this before. This is like but... yeah. You have to phrase it correctly. Right, but maybe he'll yeah. turn on us and say, this game sucks and I'm voting it. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone all games needs to, suck. Everyone needs to experience how bad this game sucks. Uh, it's an essential experience of suckage. No, it's not. Uh it, this game is real bad. It's not essential. The mechanics are bad. Uh, is this is a bad game? Sean, Super Pitfall is inessential. Uh, it's a great example of how not to design a video game, though. So, check it out if you want to know that. <laughs> Joe, have you ever had a nightmare? And this game is like is like playing through a nightmare in a lot of ways. So you're trying to you're trying to run somewhere. You, it's hard to get there. You're trying to jump. You can't really like you can't really jump where you're trying to go. Enemies are just popping out of nowhere. The ceiling's falling on you. 
I have more, and I can't think of the it now. The pyramids <laughs> just show up in people's <laughs> dreams a lot. The, 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 the pyramids, pyramids. Head. <laughs> the pyramids just show up. You can't. You have a weapon, but you can't like. You can't really attack. Like you're trying to attack, you can't actually attack anything. And then at the end, you finally like finish it, and it just says like, "Please try again." And it just you just have to start over. And meanwhile, that's haunting song. Yeah, yeah, one song over and over again. It's just there. There was just nothing enjoyable about this game, so I'm gonna say no. Super Pitfall is now officially our second fever dream game. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, do you remember our first? <coughs> no. It was you who made the um, allegation that, <laughs> that uh, what was it, uh, the burger game. Oh, burger, burger, time. Oh, burger, burger time. Burger time. Yeah. The burger oh, time man. is just a chef's fever dream <laughs> after a day of cooking burgers that the ingredients I, turn on him. I do recall saying that, yes. <laughs> I, I will just say that I am not voting Super Pitfall into the Essential Games list, and I'm not going to justify why. I'm just going to tell you that so far we have played 86 games or 85, give or take. I put this one at number 81 on my list. So All I right. think only five games are worse. You got you to say them. Winter Games, mm-hmm. Deadly Towers, mm-hmm. Tag Team Wrestling, yeah. Karate Champ, and everybody's favorite, Stack Up. Oh yeah, stack up is awful. Super Pitfall is at least a game. We can all right. agree that Super Pitfall is a game. It is debatable if stack up is a video game. Right. That's all the time we have for this episode of Nostalgia. Join us next time for Top Gun, and we'll see you there, Maverick. Uh, I'm Michael Esposito you can always find more Nostalgia on uh, www.nostalgiacast.com or our Twitter at Nostalgiacast or if you want to really get in touch with us you just use that uh, little contact button on the website or hit us right up at Nostalgiacast at gmail.com we love hearing all your thoughts I'm Michael Esposito you can find me on at Esposito Film on Twitter and we'll talk to you soon are you Michael Esposito? You're I, Mike Esposito. You said earlier you're oh, dropping oh, Mike Esposito. Yeah, yeah, I'm dropping the Mike I can't Mike remember Mike. if that was in the show or it's not. It's in the pre-show. Okay. All right. Good night.